Hey guys, welcome to Sincerely Keelay. Um, as you guys know, we're going into a redirection of the podcast, just getting into a more personal level, a more deeper level of my life, of other people's lives, um, and not so much of having guests on, but kind of more so being more transparent about you know life's journeys and experiences. Um, so today, I am actually sitting down with my sister, uh, she is the owner of 3K Custom Creations, which is a DMV-based um, bakery. She does all types of cakes, treats, and everything you need for your events. So check her out on Instagram. And also, she is my big sister, like blood sisters. Like that song say, we real sisters, right? Um, but she's always like played like a mother role in my life for real. And she's like my best friend. So we're just kind of going to chat it out a little bit today. Um, it's almost Father's Day. And I know that we always do the daddish episode, but this year I wanted to do something differently, um, something more personal, um, as it pertains to our life, um, growing up, um, just not having our biological father there. That is definitely one of the biggest, uh, journeys and trials, I guess, obstacles that we both face going through our lives. Um, we do want to first more, more so uh, pay honor and respect and shout out our amazing stepfather who was there to step in and take over raising us with our mom. However, the conversation is going to cover more so like our emotional experience, how it transfers into our relationship of just being a girl growing up with without their bi biological father being present. So we're just going to hop on to the conversation. We have our wine here. We're going to sip our wine and talk about some things because I feel like um, as I was a younger child, it didn't affect me as much. I mean, it did like seeing like my friends in elementary school saying like on the weekend, even if their their father wasn't in the household, they would be like on the weekends, or oh, I'm going to my father's house this weekend, or, you know, I'm doing something with my dad this weekend, or my dad did this. And, and seeing their, my friends interact with their dads, it was always just something, a, a different feeling for me, because my although my stepfather is amazing and everything like that, it's just, for me, it's just a different emotional connection. Like even being a teenager, not being able to go and talk about like boys or things of that nature or things that you're just going through naturally. Like our household was different when it came to like sharing our emotional experiences. That's why I kind of want my boys to grow up and feel comfortable with talking to us, communicating with us about any and everything. Like I felt like we were kind of restricted with what we could talk about, what we could experience because we had so many like restrictions and boundaries with our parents growing up in a very strict household. So it was never like that comfortability level to kind of like talk, talk, talk about those things. But even so, um, what would you, what would you say is your biggest like obstacle or battle growing up without? Um, I would say, I don't, I don't know if I would say I realized that when I, as I was growing up, but 
as I begin to enter like the dating scene mm-hmm. and things like that, like now at my age now, you know, um, 41, like looking back at past relationships and things like that, I would say growing up without that biological dad, I think really impacted the way that I went about my dating life. Right. Um, even though I had the presence of a stepdad there and I had the presence of a grandfather mm-hmm. who was pretty much, you know, old school um, that you couldn't really, like you said, come to and talk to about certain things. Um, I didn't really have that connection or interaction to, you know, as the typical, like they would say, girl dad, right. daddy's, daddy's girl, girl right. would have where she would know, you know, the expectations of how a man is supposed to treat you. You know, I just didn't have those positive images in my life like you know um like my sister said you know shout out to our stepfather who was amazing and we began to see those images with our mom but um she was a lot younger than me I was already 15 years old so you know that that was pretty late in my life I was Mm -hmm. already entering that stage of boys right so I, I would say it did have a big impact on that because unfortunately some of the bad traits that I have seen earlier on with my biological dad and my mom were some of the things that I took into my dating life where I felt like that is normal Mm -hmm. or is acceptable so I, I would say um that had a major impact on. I would I would definitely agree. Um, like my sister and I are reading with some friends and you know our, our significant others, the relationship goals book by Mike Todd. And it 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 actually talks about like how growing up in a household affects your relationship. And um it also talks about, you know, like seeing what you see growing up how it affects your relationship. And I do think that that transfers over because like she said, like that affected the way she saw things. But for me, it it talks about recreational dating and all that stuff. And I think for me, like our parents were definitely, you know, in love, but they weren't the ones who kind of showed like, oh, date nights and we had babysitters. Let's go out. Like we didn't see like that type of love. We knew they loved each other, but it wasn't like out in the open. So for me, it was kind of like, I dated a lot, like just being curious and we weren't allowed to date until the age of 18 in our household. So for me, it was just like, oh, I'm 18. I can date. And so had a, had a long-term relationship. And once I turned 18, went to college, you know, um, got to know people, got into another long-term relationship and then, you know, kind of recreational dated with no target or aim. Like for me, I was looking for different things in guys or whatever. And I, ne- I wasn't necessarily getting them all from one person, but I do think that the, I guess people would quote unquote call it daddy issues for girls who grew up without their dads. I feel like I did have that. And when, you know, I met John, I think John was the only person that kind of accepted that. Cause like, it's a lot, like 
emotionally wise, like there's been lots of tears. There's been lots of anger. There's been lots of unforgiveness like held in my heart, you know, uh, because it's just, it's just, it's kind of annoying actually, because I'm just like, okay, like you kind of had that jealous feeling or that envy feeling for people who do, who did have that growing up or who do have that as a grown woman, even like, I think as a grown woman, like for anybody, like we say like, Oh, some people may say, Oh, I thought this relationship was perfect until I got older. Or I thought our mom, I thought motherhood was easy until I became a mom. But now I'm like, back then I didn't see it. But now as an adult, like my, I see what my stepfather did. I see like the sacrifices he made and everything with raising kids that weren't his own. But at the same time, it's kind of like, like I said, the emotional connection was always different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think with anybody, like, to open up to somebody, to be transparent with somebody, to be vulnerable, vulnerable with somebody, you got to have, like, that connection. And I just feel like that connection was always different. It wasn't bad. It was just different from having, like, a biological father. So, yeah, I definitely agree with the dating, transferring into the dating life. Yeah, I mean, I would, and just to piggyback off of the emotional connection, um, like you were saying, like, yes, um, having a step dad or a male role model that steps up in any young girl's life that doesn't have a father, that's great. Like, she has something mm-hmm. to um, model behind, but there is like a special connection between a father and daughter, because even though like, like right to this day, like, even though, you know, our dad wasn't there, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up and um, because of different things and things like that um, there, I would say like, you know, my stepfather, you know, we appreciate him. He was the dad that mm-hmm. was there for the parent-teachers conferences, anything we needed, guidance, dating. Like, he was just present. Yeah. But there is still some kind of connection, even though I know my dad wasn't physically there throughout my childhood. Like, there is still a bond there. Yeah. Like, even when I'm with my dad, like, I can laugh with him, joke with him. There's, like, there's there's a automatic Connection, connection yeah. despite of what he hasn't done. Right. Yeah. I definitely think it's the internal connect- connection because, like she said, like, all the hate and anger and unforgiveness, like, it kind of disappears, like, when we do see him and we kind of, like, link up. And um, I think for me, um, for me, it's, 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 it's not so much as hard because, like, I definitely love him, but I think for me, being a mom now, like understanding parenthood or whatever, it becomes hard in that manner. And like I used to be fearful because um with Hunter, like with my kids, like I always want that consistency. So I used to be overprotective of like, oh well, I don't want you to meet them if you're not gonna be consistent type thing. So it was always like that protection thing when it came to my kids. But for me, like it's easier for me to open up and be like, oh, we're in the moment. Let's enjoy the moment. But then my kids, like Hunter, 
like the one thing that hurt me the most was like Hunter because he sees like the way John is with his dad. And so he sees like that connection. He sees like that relationship. And then he'll be like, well, where's your dad? (laughs) And I used to be like, you know, I used to kind of like bypass his like comments because I'm like, I don't feel like explaining this to like a four year old or five year old at that time. I don't feel like explaining this to him. Like, he's not going to understand the dynamics. And it's just going to get me emotional and upset and angry or whatever. And, you know, when he did meet him, he was like, well... And it was very embarrassing because he was like, well, my mommy said she didn't have a dad. So... (laughs) And I was like, that's not what I said, Hunter. But um, for me, it was just like, I want to protect them at all odds. Like, for any mother, you're protecting them against everything. But... I just didn't want that back and forth or inconsistency to take over. And it was also like hard for me to explain. Like those are the parts of parenthood that's uh, that's hard to explain. Like how do I explain to him that this is your grandfather and this is your grandfather? So I think for me, it was just tough to have that conversation, but um, I just didn't know how to navigate that conversation with him, honestly. Um, Yeah, I feel you. And I guess my kids were a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And for those listening that doesn't, don't know like the history like our dad was locked up for like 14 years Mm -hmm. of our life so when he was finally out you know my kids were in middle school high school and elementary and Kile kids were babies so it was just born you know they had never actually had any interaction with their biological grandfather the only grandfather that they knew was my stepdad Mm -hmm. and their, you know, in-law grandparents. Um, So it was a little tough. And like for me and my sister, it was a little tough to open our lives up to my dad when it came to our children, because we didn't, like she said, we didn't want them to experience the same hurt, anger, and frustration that we had experienced. So, you know, it was a bit of a battle. I mean, and it is still a a work in progress. It definitely is. And I think, I think, um, not walking on eggshells, but for me, like when I was younger, like I remember certain things and, you know, we're being totally transparent. That's why this podcast is taking a redirection. But, and this is probably stuff that, you know, my mama listened to and didn't know because back then we weren't allowed to like share like how we were feeling, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like as we get older, like transparency is a real thing. Like being able to talk your emotions through is a real thing. But I remember being younger and feeling guilty, like, because I knew my stepdad was such an amazing guy. Like, he did everything for us. But then, like, seeing my dad and being happy for, like, that one... It was this one time he gave me this one pair of shades, and I was, like, super, like, excited about this one pair of shades. And, like, I felt guilty about being that happy for that one thing because I never want to hurt my stepdad feelings or make him feel less than or make him feel like, oh, I'm doing all this stuff, but she's still, you know, it was just like those type of feelings that I had. Like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel bad, you know, but I want to love both of y'all type thing. I want to have a relationship with both of y'all. But at my age, I didn't understand how to express that or emotionalize that or whatever. And so it was hard. And another uh, hard part was when I got married because like, my dad had just got out, like my sister said, well, 2013, because 
it was December 2013 because Hunter was born October 2013. And then I got married February 2015. And, you know, I invited him to the wedding. Um, that was one thing that I, like, saluted John for because he actually asked both of them for the blessing, like my stepdad and my biological dad. And so I invited my biological dad, of course, to the wedding. But I think he ha he was under the impression that he was going to walk me down the aisle and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I feel like this honor belongs to, you know, the guy that raised me, who took responsibility, who kind of taught me like the ways of life and how to navigate, you know, those type of things. And that was hard for me because I felt like some people who didn't know the background history was kind of like kind of judging me or kind of feeling bad for him and kind of saying like, well, she should have. And I could, I could feel that. And, and one person actually came up to me afterwards and was like, well, you should talk to your dad because I think he's really hurt. And I'm like, well, mind your business. I know, <laughs> but no, I'm kind of like, well, you don't understand what, what transpired or you don't know the background story. And that was hard for me. If it was my choice, I would have had both of them walk me down. But I felt like that honor belonged to somebody who who actually took on that responsibility or whatever. And it, it was definitely hard. And I know it was hard for you because he wasn't even out at that right. time. But yeah. And just to piggyback off of what Keeley just said, like just a, a note for dads that's out there that's listening right now. Like um, you have to really. I know some dads, you know, they're upset when the mom, you know, gets involved with the new um, guy mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, just here to let you know, like as a daughter, like if you are doing what you are supposed to do as a dad, nobody can break that bond. Right. Rather it's, um, you know, women being vindictive mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be, like nobody can break the bond that you have with your daughter. It's just naturally there. I would just say continue to do what you know you need to do for your daughter and put all that negativity to the side. And also for those dads that aren't doing their part in doing what they're supposed to do and mom meets a new guy you have to understand that that your daughter is going to look at this man like this is the person yeah that was there for me like mm -hmm. in in my time of need when i needed to talk that right. took me to you know the school dances or whatever the case may be so I just want dads to really step back and evaluate your relationships with your daughters because it does impact their lives tremendously one way or the other. And like the ball is in your court yeah. on how that relationship is going to be painted. It definitely does. And and kind of kind of relating to um, the blended family thing. Cause I think like it took a long time for our dad to understand like the importance that our stepdad played, but now he understands that. And he kind of like owned that and was like, you know, he thanks, he thanks him for stepping up in our lives and kind of being that man that he wasn't at the time. And that takes maturity. Like you have to step back and kind of like look at yourself in the mirror and say, 
yo, I'm not doing, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, but he did the things that I was supposed to be doing. So you got to respect that person and not always make it a competition thing or make it an anger thing. Um, like when I did the girl dad episode, like I told them, I was like, you know, like hearing y'all talk, like that speaks volume to me. And even like watching my boys with John, like, I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, dang, like I, I didn't get to experience that. Like we always had like family nights, we had fun, we did things. But again, that emotional connection is different. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like an internal thing. Like I just as I'm getting older, I'm like, these are the things that, like, I, I always say I mimic stuff off of TV. Like, I watch TV families and, you know, like, Family Matters and <laughs> the Huxables. Like, they how they went to their fathers and stuff like that. Like, that was just, it's just it was just a different dynamic. It's a different connection, emotional connection. So, um yeah, it's a tough conversation to have, but it definitely is one that needs to be had. Like when my sister um, suggested this conversation, I was like, I ain't about to be snotting on the podcast. <laughs> but no, it, it is really a, um, but I think I'm honestly just all the way teared out. But I also had to get to a point where I had to stop being angry and like just, I would legit call my father drunk, y'all. Like, John would be like, you got to stop calling him drunk. But <laughs> I would legit call him drunk and just be going off emotionally because those were the times where I felt comfortable enough to be like, oh, I'm just going to call him and I'm going to let him have it. Like, I'm going to tell him everything he did wrong. But that wasn't the way to do it. Like, I feel like my sister said, it's a it's a work in progress. Like, I feel like step by step as we begin to kind of rebuild and rebuilding is key. Like, you're not just going to, snap back into it like oh yeah you know we can get this on the ball again no it's it's actually steps to rebuilding like having those tough conversations actually um being transparent like we keep saying being transparent and having those emotional talks that you don't want to have with that person and sometimes they're not going to receive it they're going to shut down or you going to shut down but having those conversations are key because rebuilding the relationship is the only way that you're going to move forward like forgiving like I what was that 2018 I guess I finally sent uh daddy a text message and was like yo like I just want to forgive I just want to you know whatever because at first I was like you need to apologize to me and you need to tell me that you're sorry about everything and he was like what I gotta apologize to you for like we had this conversation where we was kind of like debating of who was wrong and why they were wrong and it was just anger. It was unforgiveness there. It was frustration there. And we wasn't getting nowhere. And every time I would call my sister, like, yo, I'm not doing this no more. You know, I'm just shutting down. Like, that's it. I'm over it. But I had to get to a point where I was like, yo, I need to forgive him. And then I need to take the steps to um, rebuild. But that takes me forgiving first. And if that takes me taking a step back and giving myself space mentally because I'm not there yet, then that's what I got to do. Like everybody processes things differently. And for me, I got to take a step back. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do nothing. Like I just need to process this and then we'll, you know, go right. from there. But yeah. And like Keele said, like dad's out there, you have to be mindful mm -hmm. like of what she's saying, because, you know, you may feel like I ain't do nothing wrong. I ain't do this. I ain't do that. But you can't tell somebody how they feel mm -hmm. or what 
transpire in their life. Like for me, you know, me and my dad have had tough conversations because uh, like, unlike Keele, like I'm older. So I did have more time with my father. Like I did live in the household with my mom and dad for a short period of time. But unfortunately, a lot of the behaviors that he displayed, like I said, I took into relationships and thought that they were okay. So I found myself having kids by people that had a lot of the same traits that my dad did, you know, and as I matured in motherhood, I started to beat myself up about, you know, the type of dad and selection and husband that, you know, I found myself with. And here I am three kids later, you know, and now they, they have the, not necessarily, I mean, the same daddy issues, Mm -hmm. but Fortunately for them, you know, I've grown enough, you know, with my own story to to be transparent and sit down and have the tough conversations with my girls so they won't repeat these patterns, you know. Right. So for even for the moms out there that have, you know, found themselves with the wrong guy, and I know a lot of times. You know, as a single mom, you're beat up about, well, you you selected them or you chose them. But, hey, nobody has walked in your shoes. Nobody knows your story. Right. So don't beat yourself up. You take your story. You be transparent with your kids and you you try to break that generational curse. But, you know, um, for dads out there, like, yeah, be mindful because, the energy that you are giving off to your daughter, do you want your daughter to date you right now in your state mm-hmm. that you're in, your relationship? Would you want your daughter to date a you? Right. And that, and that's what I always say to any guy with a daughter. You, you, you be the man that you want your daughter to date. Right. If you wouldn't want your daughter to to date that man, don't be that man. Exactly. And and also like she touched on the moms, like I feel like if you if you are a mom, if you're a single mom and you have um those issues, or if you're not a single mom and you have moved on from um that relationship and you moved on to a more successful relationship, don't just forget that relationship. Actually have those tough conversations with your kids because I feel like um now we're grown and we're able to have these conversations, but um talk about talk to them about their feelings like because as a kid we were having these emotions but we didn't have that necessarily had that outlet to feel comfortable to be like oh this is how I'm feeling like because you feel like you're gonna hurt like right. we felt like if we brought these conversations up that we were gonna make my mom feel bad right or we were gonna hurt my stepdad's feelings but in actual like as we've come to a certain age like having these conversations, with them, you know, they, they get it. They understand. But, you know, you have to make your kids feel comfortable enough to have those conversations. And we just 
we just didn't. Right. We just didn't want to ruffle any, any feathers. Right. Like, we didn't want to, <laughs> like, yeah, you want to feel happy with your dad, but you don't want to go home and say, oh, I had fun with him knowing that he don't put no food on this table. Right. He might have bought you that one outfit I'm all telling year you. for your birthday. <laughs> I'm telling you. And your stepfather been out here working two jobs okay, to, to provide for kids that's not his. Yes, take you on vacation and this and that. And you come in here talking about a nine ninety nine pair of shades. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh nah. And no shades. Those shades probably was like five dollars. I ain't gonna lie. Them joints was blue. I remember they had like the blue reflective <laughs> joints. And he gave them to me off his face, y'all. Like they weren't even brand new. He gave them to me off his face. This was down uh day to see. He gave them to me off his face. And I went home feeling like a champ that day. Like <laughs> Yo, this is bomb. And then I remember um, the gray and blue 13s came. I think those are the 13s. The Jordans came out. I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And I had those on and I loved those shoes. But like his girlfriend bought those. But I was just like so <laughs> hyped. Like, oh, yeah, my dad got me these. Yeah, it's Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> but I would go to school. But I actually would lie about like stuff. Like I would be like, oh, I'm going to my dad's house this weekend. I would lie because I was trying to fit in with like what everybody else was saying. And then like me and my sister would go, but my grandmother would have us. And so (laughs) (laughs) it really wasn't a a daddy-daughter weekend. It was like, oh, hey. And he would, you know. Be out in these streets. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what it was. It was like, oh, no, grandma got us this weekend. So we going to be able to do whatever we want to do or whatever. And it's going to be fun. But it was just a different um, thing. But you know what? As we get older and everybody is being more transparent about their life journey, I I, I feel better about myself. Because I feel like back in the day, like I know some people now that speak up about themselves. Like people I went to high school with, elementary school, people are now speaking up about their story. And a lot of us was going through the same thing at the same time. But we was all kind of like making up stories or not talking about it because we felt embarrassed about it or felt bad about it. And I was like, dang, I didn't know you, I didn't know your father wasn't around too. Like now there's a bonding moment. <laughs> like, but um I do say like don't allow like even with this Black Lives Matter thing. Like I feel like a lot of people are on Instagram like I took a break because it was just emotionally draining. A lot of people on Instagram and they're talking about so much stuff. It's just so overwhelming of information. And then if something happy happens or something joyful happens, you're afraid to show your joy. And I feel like that's what it is now. Like with this situation, like I feel like all the hurt and trauma and pain and, and all this stuff that we dealt with in the end, like my sister said, when we do get, get with him, we have a good time. Like last June, we took him out for his birthday. A great night. Like, we had so much fun. And, you know, we danced, we listened to music, we laughed, we joked. Like, it was a good time. But, like, it's like, do you feel guilty about being happy in this very moment, like she said? Or are we supposed to be, like, still holding anger or forgiveness? Like, I feel like people need to allow themselves grace sometimes and just be be joyful in the present moment that you're in. Yeah, I mean, and I feel that, like, I feel like, you know... Um, forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when I truly forgave him for, you know, not being present and let, like parents are not present for 
different reasons. You know, like Mm -hmm. our dad, you know, was in jail and, you know, people face, you know, um, substance abuse issues and different reasons. Like there are reasons that a parent may not be present. Right. You know, um, I feel like the forgiveness is for you more so than that person because I feel so much more relieved mm-hmm. and forgiving him despite of what he may continue to do if you don't want to continue to work on a relationship or if you continue your same pattern. Like I forgave you, but I've learned to I've learned to protect myself. Right. Like I've learned to enjoy your presence without letting you disrupt my world. My peace. My peace too much. <laughs> yeah. So if if I feel like you're coming into my space with a bunch of negativity or something that I'm just not ready to deal with, right. then I'm just going to automatically shut it down. Yeah. Like you know, like I, I'm still not going to allow you to disrupt my peace, right? But I'm going to forgive you, and I'm going to deal with you how I can. And like everybody has to come to that moment of their self. Like e- each person has to work on their self individually. Yeah. So as I'm forgiving you and working on me, yeah, you have to be also working on you. And I may be in a different place than you. You may not be where I am at. I'm at. Mm-hmm. You may still be dealing with your substance abuse. You may still be dealing with whatever life issues. So you're not at the same spot, but I'm going to learn to love you where you are. Exactly. And and not take on too much of your negative energy. And that's that goes back to like um it was we uh we we've, we've been to church together like our new church or whatever and he spoke on like unforgiveness and he was saying like forgiving true forgiveness is forgiving the person without them ever saying sorry or apologizing for stuff that they didn't even know that they did. Like true forgiveness is for you. Like she said, and like I had to get to that point and also like understanding that y'all in two different places, like at some point that other person might be still playing the victim or they don't even know that they did anything wrong. Like, but you're forgiving them for everything that they did wrong without them even knowing that they did wrong. And that's like true forgiveness. And that's like true release, release and relief for you. And like uh, he explained it like unforgiveness is like these chains holding, literally holding you and binding you to that other person until you truly forgive them. And that's why it was so like heavy for us. It was so overwhelming for us. And it was just like we were carrying this hurt and pain and 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 frustration to every relationship that we've been in and like everybody that we've been with has has dealt with these feelings or these emotions and it's also like overwhelming for them if they don't understand because we don't always want to talk about it like at some point we don't want to be the victim either like all right i don't want to keep talking about my daddy issues either you know what i'm saying so i'm not going to tell this person about it but in the end they're going to receive all this anger they're going to receive all this hurt and all this shutdown and I'm not being vulnerable with you because, you know, I don't trust this and I don't trust that. Like they deal with that stuff because we don't necessarily tell them or open it, open up to them. Like it's just not something we want to, cause you don't want to walk around with people feeling sorry for you either. Like, 
okay, it's all right. We made it. We're here. <laughs> so don't like pity us right. either at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, and a lot of people are always on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Well, they shouldn't treat their father like that. That's their dad at the end of the day without knowing the backstory. But like Keele said, you also don't want to be portrayed as the victim or pity party. Right. Because that's not what it is. But, you know, you always got those family members. Well, at the end of the day, that's still y'all dad. Listen, let me tell y'all fellas, dad <laughs> is a word. Yes, it's it is different a word. From father. <laughs> it, it is a word. The father, that is an action. So you can be anybody. Like, it's a people out here that's dads to 13 kids. Okay. Fathers. But you ain't been a father it, to it, not okay. name one of them. <laughs> and it's and it, it's real it's real because I remember like the hurt and anger like me and my sister we joke about it in our group chats and we joke about it on Facebook a couple of times like I remember posting you know the uh, sperm donors day I'm like I'm gonna post this on sperm donors day like I was intentionally wanting to like joke about it. first of all joke about it to kind of like downplay my emotions like Let's joke about it. Let's laugh about it. It's a joke, you know. But I, in the inside, I'm really, I really am hurt, you know what I'm saying? But that was just a way of, oh, let's make it, make, make light of the situation. But then also, I intentionally wanted to hurt him because I felt like he on, he on Facebook, he gonna see this. So I'm posting on Sperm Donors Day, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't do it, but it was just a joke. Um, and then also, you know, posting real stuff to those family members and those friends who have something to say. Let me tell you something. Like one year I posted a, a stepfather and I posted the definition of a father. I posted the definition of a stepfather. Like y'all don't understand. And half of y'all that be talking nonsense then had, a, then had a whole two-parent household or then had a father in your life. So y'all don't even understand what we going through. Y'all don't understand the feelings that we feel. And even those people who say, well, y'all was blessed to have an amazing stepfather. Yes, we understand that we were blessed and we're not taking away from that blessing. Like we're, we're, we will never downplay his impact and his importance and his role in our life ever. And like, we would never do that. But at the same time, can we have a different emotion about how we feel about our biological father? Can we have a different emotion of how we feel like going through not having our biological father? And I think people are so one-minded that they're like, well, you have this, so why are you still upset about that? Like, no, that's not how emotions work, and that's not how life works. Like, these are true emotions. Just because you get something new, does that mean, like, you don't miss something else? Like, that's not how it works. And that used to frustrate me, and it used to make me feel bad because it's like, well, they're saying, like, well, I should be blessed because I have this, and I shouldn't care about that. Well, no, these are are people. These are not toys that you're giving away to Salvation Army or Goodwill. These are people and these are our lives. Like, this is my heart. This is my identity at the end of the day. Like, because my mother and him made me. So somehow I have a connection to him. And can I understand that? Can I understand what I miss with that? So people's like. Yeah. And just to piggyback off what Keele is saying, and this is going to be my last comment (laughs) for the show. Like, just for, because I'm. Like, you know, my sister, she's blessed. She has a loving husband and she has a two-parent household. 
My kids didn't grow up that way. So what I am going to say to the single moms out there that when you do find that blessing or if you have found that blessing with another person and, you know, your child has that step parent or, you know, boyfriend, whatever, permanent Mm -hmm. role model in in their lives that you're living with or whatever the case may be. What I will want to say to you guys is don't ever close that door on the biological parent, despite what obstacles you and she or he and her, whatever the case may be, may have, because that child longs for that relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it be the mother or whether it be the father. That is something that they long for. You don't want to ever make your want to make your child feel guilty for wanting that relationship with their parents. Like it, it takes a lot, but you have to put your emotions and your past hurt from that relationship to the side mm-hmm. and really evaluate what you're doing to your child in the end. Yeah. You know, um, and even even now, I'm not saying put your child in harm's way. If that parent is, you know, addicted to drugs and things like that, of course, you always want to safeguard your child. But what I am saying is if that parent is making strides to recover or do, look, always work with that parent because there's always room for that child to have more love. Like they can have a step parent, they can have your boyfriend, girlfriend, like it's room for everybody in this child's life. Yeah. Do not block those relationships because those relationships are imperative to your child. Like put yourself to the side. And that's one thing I've always, always done with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like despite the relationship with my ex-husband, despite the relationship with my girl's dad, like I've always put my emotions from what happened with us in the past to the side. Yes, I'm always going to have my child's best interest in mind and I'm always going to protect them. But I'm always going to leave that space for them to have those relation, those healthy relationships mm-hmm. with their parents, with their with their other parent. Like it, it's imperative. I don't ever want my kids to resent me for blocking that. Yeah. And that and that's key to, you know, even communicating or talking around your child about the other parent, like never downplaying them or, or down talking them and talking negative to them. Like once they get old enough, they'll be able to kind of form their own opinion of that parent and make their own decisions if they want to rebuild. Like, I feel like that's where me and my sister were. Like, I don't think my, my mom ever down talked him at all. She always put, you know, her best effort forward and I think her and my stepfather did a good job with and they never like, blocked us from going right. to see him even though they knew majority of the time he wasn't going to be there but 10% of the time they never blocked us from going to his side of the family right we went to my grandmother's house every other weekend when it was supposed to be his weekend whether he was there or not like we still had that time to bond with mm-hmm. his side of the family and get regardless to them, and right. get to know them like my mother never put that barrier up like y'all five ain't s so yeah. y'all ain't going over there yeah no, and even even she trusted my grandmother well enough to know 
despite what he does, my kids are going to be protected. Exactly. And even with him being locked up, like we got letters from him. We got birthday cards for him from him. And who shout out to whoever was doing those birthday cards because them some good art. Yeah, because Donnie good Ray artwork. Can't, he can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we got like real artwork from jail you know what i'm saying so my mom like we know we didn't never go see him in jail but that was his choice he didn't want us to see him in jail but my mom you know she allowed us to get those letters from him and 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 um talk to him via letters and receive those birthday cards and he was he was literally always on point with the birthdays almost but um Never blocking us from seeing his side of the family, seeing him, you know, even when he, when, you know, they would have those conversations together. And, and back then we didn't understand like, why they, well, we used to, well, I know I used to be like, well, she asking him for permission to see, and I, and I got it now. And they were having a married conversation. Like, this is a decision that we're making for our kids at this point. Cause now we're, we're both of their kids and they like my sister said protected us and made sure we were safe throughout the whole thing but never blocking us from seeing him never you know talking bad about him um but also now that we're old enough because they did that we're able to rebuild a relationship now had they talked about her bad and kind of blocked that relationship now we probably would have been over it like we don't want to see him like it's all right like we already know what kind of person you are but we are able to rebuild that relationship step by step at our own pace because we had that support or we had that open um access i guess you would say but yeah it's it's an ongoing conversation like my sister said if you're a single mom out there if you're a dad out there just you know definitely take this conversation to he and actually uh implement it into you what whatever kind of parenting relationship that you have with um the other parent or your children because at the end of the day the children is what's important in a relationship like whether the relationship failed whether y'all hate each other whether y'all frustrated with each other like their children still are impacted regardless and they need that opportunity to be able to to grow and um have healthy relationships in the future with whoever they decide to be with um, and it definitely has an impact on that or an effect on that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Sincerely Kile. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.